But I did warn you guys that was going to happen. Uh, I can tell you now what we did. We went on vacation. And I just didn't want the whole world to know that we weren't going to be here. But you found your way to the Bushels and Barrels program. And we are glad you're here as usual. I am joined by my wife, my partner in freedom. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. And I am Ryan Peter. As you (laughs) well know, this is the Bushels and Barrels program. Mm -hmm. We are so glad you're here. Did you have fun on vacation? I had a great time. Where did we go? We went down to Fort Walton Beach, Florida. That's right. Mm -hmm. So whenever, um, I guess it would have been 10, 11 days ago now, Mm -hmm. last time we did a podcast, Mm -hmm. we did it at the end of the day. It was like four o'clock by the time we got in here to record because that morning I hauled a load of grain. Jess is getting packed. It just didn't work out. And then Corey Book from Texas, uh, Corey Book 88 on TikTok, came through and he wanted to swing in and I wanted him to stop by. I mean, if he's coming from Texas all the way to southeastern Illinois en route to Mike Burkhart's, I said, yes, stop by. So he and his family stopped by for a little bit at like three o'clock. So then there goes 45 minutes to an hour. I felt bad we had to shove them out of here but you know we just ran out of time yeah and we almost well Mm -hmm. i say we i almost was like well let's just not even do it let's let's get on the road we got a long drive ahead of us and jess wouldn't let me she's like we got to do it let's just go and do it real quick so that's what we did yeah that's what we did but i was in a weird spot because we had guests over i had gotten the car packed and getting ice for the cooler and all that kind of stuff for our six hour trip down halfway there and then oh it was just like i don't even i there's just a lot going on yeah a lot going on and there still is i mean because you come back you take a week off of everything of real life and you come back and there's just as much to do (laughs) i'm proud of myself for making it the entire week me too. You I know, w- I'm the type of guy that just can't turn work off. Mm-hmm. I expected we'd come back on Wednesday. You yeah. did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what we did is we left Friday right after we did the last Friday's program mm-hmm. and drove to Birmingham, stayed all night there, then continued on to Fort Walton Beach where we stayed yeah. the whole week. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. It oh, was white beautiful. sand beaches are awesome. Yeah. I had never been. This was our first family vacation, too. And yep. um I, I've never been to a white sand beach, so that was awesome for me. It was awesome. Alden absolutely loved it. He liked digging in the sand and getting sand all over the place. And Oh, yeah. Um, we had a little pool there. Yes. Our, our, an in-ground pool at our condo, so uh-huh. we could go down to the ocean. A lot of seaweed in the ocean or whatever that stuff was. Mm-hmm. So you'd get real dirty once you got in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had the, it all in your beard all week. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Among other places. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then you'd go back, you know, you'd, you'd kind of rinse off at a garden hose there. You'd rinse the sand and the seaweed off and go mm-hmm. float around on the pool, which mm-hmm. is a little bit colder water or colder. Um, cooler. Maybe. Cooler water mm-hmm. and cleaner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I say cleaner. Had- I don't know. As, no, as many people was in and out of there, it's hard telling how many people peed in that pool. And Right. Well, wow, one was- girl kind of puked. She did puke. I saw her puke, and I'm like, all right, my my crew out. My crew gets out. <laughs> so, oh, well, we had a great time. I love fresh seafood, too. I, I typically don't get seafood unless I'm 
going to be closer to right. the beach, but um, it, it was delicious. The food was delicious. And I don't like anything at swim, so I was mm. constantly eating hamburgers. You are weird. So but all you okay. people on TikTok that say eat beef or support the beef industry, mm-hmm. I went to seafood country and I supported the beef industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a few different options for you. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. got me the most about being in Florida? That's the first time in the summertime I've ever been to Florida and like on a beach. Really? Yeah, I've okay. never i I've been to Florida before, but just kind of in passing or uh-huh. in the middle of winter. Mm. So we're used to the weather we have here in Illinois, which mm-hmm. is like this summer has been a lot, a Scorching. lot of ninety five degree days, yes. and then couple just steamy humidity with it. Yes, I actually think it was cooler in Florida than it is here. I think so too. I agree with that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so on was it Friday? No, Friday we came back and we drove it straight through on Friday. Mm-hmm. When we got back to illinois we we pulled in our driveway about nine thirty that night yeah and i kid you not i get out of the yukon in our driveway and it just it's like the humidity just smacked me in the face mm-hmm. and that's yeah. something i didn't feel in florida and bugs there's a lot more bugs here you know what's funny about the tennessee kentucky <laughs> line driving home yeah i started hearing and seeing bugs hit the windshield yeah yeah we had a great time my family as a family tradition like my mom and dad would always take us go-kart riding so that was probably the highlight of our trip was we went twice to the same place you know oh, and yeah then that second time we bought two tickets for everybody you yes. know the second go around but and we went with a hell of a good group of people we did we, went we had, with some a, friends. Hell, had yeah. a had a fun group of friends that did that so yeah. we all went to the go-kart races and oh just had fun just well, Alden loved it. He did, and we we turned it into more bumper cars and racing. But <laughs> <laughs> we had a great time. It, it sure did. <laughs> I laughed so hard. That's my favorite. You know, so. it's that's it's fun to do that kind of stuff one time a year for me. I don't think I could ever get used to the lifestyle of waking up and then cracking your first beer at ten thirty or eleven in the morning, and then just hanging out and doing nothing all day. Yeah, I didn't do that. So, yeah, you were drinking mom waters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, so I'm not a big drinker at all. And um, then I, a few, what was it, last year, maybe somebody introdu- introduced me to Mom Waters. Well, they're only sold in one place around here, and it's over in Indiana, somewhere in Evansville, and it's one liquor store, and I couldn't tell you the name of the liquor store that actually sells that type of Mom Water, or the Mom Waters anyway. And um, they're just good, just kind of refreshing drinks. And I, I found them down there in Florida, and grab some, and Nicole and I really like those. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we went with Cody and Nicole down there, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. a lot of Cody and Nicole's family were down there too. So yeah, we, we just had yeah. a hell of a good crew. There was a good group down there. And mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, yes, we escaped the condo and that whole crew, uh-huh. and went to visit the infamous on this program, Jeremy <laughs> from Panama City. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, and he has that was about what an hour and 45 minute drive from where we were at to oh where every bit of his it. house yeah. is yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and he has a gorgeous house he's built uh his family is just terrific Beautiful. we ate a mm-hmm. terrific supper had a had a lot of great conversation for the four hours we were there and yes just yeah his place was really nice like i was whenever we got there i was like man they live in paradise, this really. This is a nice place. Yeah, you step outside, there's a pool right there. You step A beautiful I, pool, beautiful backyard. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah there's a pond out there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, it was just, a little bit cloudy so we didn't see the sunsets that they typically see on a daily basis, but um it was so nice and Julie, oh my goodness, the food. Ooh. Yeah. So delicious. Very good. Yeah. And I, I liked it whenever we opened the door right when we got to Jeremy's house. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. 
you know, naturally, he's wearing a St. Louis Cardinal shirt. You're wearing a St. Louis. I'm wearing one. And what's the first thing Jeremy <laughs> says whenever you open your door, Jess? I'm... Hello, Jessica. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I was I was so like Alden, keep your hands off the wall. Do not touch anything. Right. Do not break anything. <laughs> That's what I was trying to focus on. But we did have a good adult conversation. Her, yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, her kiddos were playing with Alden really well. It's one of those deals good. where like I hate the fact that we could only stay for four hours. It's I like, know. Well, they had to work the next well, morning. They course. had regular life the next morning. Right. Right. We could have stayed probably all night. Yeah. If, if we would have we would have outstayed our welcome definitely right. but <laughs> we could have stayed and visited all night right and get it's fun for me because you guys grew up together the three of you you jeremy and julie right yeah jeremy is like four years older than me mm-hmm. and julie is one year younger than me so but you i like dated I, julie, his sister at some point in in high school or Jeremy's whatever sister, yeah yeah so yeah. you knew jeremy and his family and you knew julie and yeah. her family i mean you julie guys went to saint mary's then like i said she was just one year yeah. behind me in high school so i yeah I've you guys known know her each other life. yeah yeah and then I'm just like playing catch up. So that was, yeah. it was cool to like reminisce with you guys. Yeah. I have no idea who you're talking about, what you're talking about, but it was fun to see you guys like be children. So fun fact <laughs> regarding Jeremy and his pool. So if you remember a couple weeks ago on our program, we were talking about our pool in our backyard getting so hot mm-hmm. that it wasn't even refreshing mm-hmm. to jump in. So I just automatically thought, man, I wonder what they do in Florida. So Jeremy told me he's got a heat pump and a, I guess it's a heat slash cooling pump. Oh, a cooling too? So in the hot dog days of summer down there, whenever their pool gets up, I mean, Julie said that one time, that one year it got up to like 95 and it's like sitting in a almost hot tub. Yeah. Uh, I guess they got a cooling pump that can cool it back down, the water. Oh, That's nice. pretty cool, ain't it? That is cool. Yeah. So we'll look into that. And then the same thing for, <laughs> for whenever that gets cooler, because I don't think it gets truly cold down there. Of course, you mm-hmm. ask them now that they're acquainted with Florida. They think 50 is cold. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they get, they heat their pool up. And they, he told me, he said, basically, January and Feb, they never close their pool like we do in Illinois. Right. You know, they never winterize mm-hmm. it and close it. It's always open. Mm-hmm. But uh, said that they only can't swim for maybe January and February. Yeah. And it's back at Like it. a month. Yeah. Like a month total, they don't swim. Yeah. But, so mm-hmm. just... I, interesting things about climate that i just different culture yeah yeah yeah, i I just don't know anything about because i don't live down there beautiful place beautiful they fought off uh hurricane michael four years ago Mm -hmm. i think a cat five storm that nailed their nailed their place Mm -hmm. uh did a lot of damage they had a lot of stories about that they did yeah they did yeah the scariness of it right right Mm -hmm. and uh, at the end of the show today i told jeremy from panama city (laughs) The his sound of summer will be whatever song he wants today. Nice. So we nice. got one uploaded. Yeah. So we went to a museum also. The arm is it called Ar- the Air Force Museum? Yeah, the Air Force Museum is At it Eglin. the armament? Is that how you pronounce it? Armament. I don't know. Anyways, it was the Air Force Museum. It was really cool. Alden and I were done within like an hour. Ryan had an extra three hours because he was reading every every plaque and and. All oh, the yeah. history and stuff. And the Doolittle the Doolittle Flyers were there. They had a whole um production of that, you yep. know. So so that was really neat. Uh, Alden got an airplane to bring home. He broke within an hour. Yeah. Uh, so that happens when you have a four year old, I guess. Right. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> but that place. was really, really cool. And I told Jeremy, I said, Listen, I if somebody could just tell whoever's in charge of that museum to bring in something modern <laughs> Like, yeah. I want to see some modern 
something or another. Just funny? something, something modern. Of course, I could go around and read with you and be entertained by that. I enjoy that also, but it's hard to entertain a four-year-old oh, in yeah. a museum. Of course. Of course. With him not touching, don't touch that mannequin. And he's like, that man scares me. I'm like, it's not a real man. It's a mannequin. Right. <laughs> so well, it like, was hard. It so, was hard. So as you say you want something modern, mm. we know why there's no modern of stuff course, there. Of course. Of course. I'm going to give away our secrets to... You think the Chicoms yeah. wouldn't go marching through that place, <laughs> taking notes if we had something modern there? Come on now. Oh, gosh. They did have a, uh, outside of that place, you know, they have yeah. jets yeah. and helicopters and, and things you can walk right up to and look at. You can't mm-hmm. get in them. But they have plaques right there. The most fascinating airplane I saw was the SR-71. They have a real one right there. The jet? The jet. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. the fastest, if, if I'm remembering this correctly... It's the fastest jet ever to fly that we know of. At yeah, at a high <laughs> at a high altitude. See, that just opens the door to a whole other conversation. <laughs> it does but that thing flew from uh, L.A. to Washington D.C. in one hour and I think eight minutes. Yes, like that is incredible. Or one hour and sixteen minutes, I think. Yeah, something like that. I'm thinking that's like thirty eight hundred miles an hour. That's crazy. That's fast. really fast. Yeah, I got really good pictures of that. You and Alden and that that jet right it's kind of it's cool looking well you know cool the, the reason that i can spend so long at one of those places number one i appreciate american ingenuity mm-hmm. and the people that put their brains behind this stuff mm-hmm. you know and they had all kinds of bombs there too obviously not cocked rock and ready to roll but they had bombs like um they had a a uh, model one of the bomb we dropped i think on nagasaki during world war ii mm-hmm and they had a plaque right there. You could read about it. What I do is I read those plaques, and it just makes me want to start asking more questions. <laughs> so if I were there by myself, I would have read that plaque, pulled out my cell phone, and started Googling things mm-hmm. to learn more before I moved on. You know, I could probably spend a week in that place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet you could. Yeah. And, you know, you could have spent all day, and I would have been fine with that because I wouldn't have been there. Well, sure. <laughs> all day. Sure. <laughs> But that's all right. Yeah. Anyways, we had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah. That was a really cool museum too. It was free of charge to the public. So that was, that was neat. So if you guys are ever thinking about going to the ocean, even though I'm not well, well well-rounded on every beach and shore in America, Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you, you will not be disappointed in Fort Fort Walton beach, Destin area Mm -hmm. type place. It wasn't busy though on the Fort Walton side, like the Okaloosa Island where we stayed. It was not busy. The traffic was not bad. You could get down the road pretty fast if you needed to go to the gas station. Of course, there are some touristy places there in, you know, at the main crossroads, but uh, it was so nice. It was just so nice. It was. It was yeah, a quaint. great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had a great time. So then we had to hurry home. We came home on Friday. On uh-huh. Saturday night, had a wedding reception to go to. Yes. Saturday or Sunday was my birthday. Right. And the podcast just didn't come together until here Monday <laughs> morning. Yeah. So you're going to get your fill of us this week because we have a very special guest that's showing up at our house here in a little bit. Okay. Um, it will be a bushels and barrels special bonus. Bonus. And we'll drop that probably Wednesday. Oh, Maybe okay. tomorrow. Okay. But we're going to do a... Uh, You'll just have to see who it's with. Okay. You guys are going to love it. Do you have, I am, I'm so bad on the, everybody that's emailed. I've kind of taken that week off this past week. I've taken it off. I haven't looked at emails. I haven't read through all of them. So just bear with me. I still haven't even gone through our work emails yet. (laughs) 
So oh, when we got a, pot, been nice. a week's worth of mail sitting out yeah, in the office. Yeah, it's probably so. thigh high, but right. um, that's okay. That's all right. It'll I'll, I'll get to them. I'll get to all the shout outs and stuff, but Yeah, we'll, we'll it will we will be here Friday. What are you do what what do you have for us as far as news goes? Oh, I've I've spent a lot of time this morning in the office catching up on news and I've I think I've got some pretty good stories for you guys. Can I backtrack for just a second? Absolutely. So Jeremy is in the military. Yes. Can we talk about what we talked about? Yeah, he didn't share anything classified. No, I know that. But like, did you want to talk about that conversation? Which one? I don't know. Well, I had really good conversations and I've just got more questions for Jeremy, which I will ask at some point. Well, but... and and I just talked to Jeremy a couple of days ago Yeah. At, since we've been home. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have, we'll do a and b bonus with okay. him. He's, he's, I believe he's kind of high up there. Yeah. He basically yeah. said that he, if he wanted to continue, which I think he may be inching towards re- retirement here in the next couple of years from the way he talked, mm-hmm. um, if he decides to continue on that path. But I asked him, I said, if you wanted to keep going any higher in the military, what would happen? And he said, I would have to move from Panama city and uh. maybe end up at, I think he said Tallahassee or who knows where they'd move him to. Yeah. And you know, he, he's got a, uh, Chase is 15, 15. Mm-hmm. and Bentley is 11. 11. I believe the 11. They're in school down there. They got their friends. Their uh, sports. And it's mm-hmm. it's not like he hasn't um, moved around the world mm-hmm. in his career here. Mm-hmm. So I, they're happy where they're at. It doesn't yeah. sound like they're going to move. And yeah. I'm happy as hell for them. Those are just great people. So he does some kind of surveillance, right? Uh, or he has in the past in his career. Uh, just radar type stuff okay yeah. yeah so his conversation was really cool we had we had a great conversation i had lots of military questions oh and when yeah. we have him on the program i know that he won't, he'll never divulge anything it'll get him in any trouble and i mm-hmm. don't want him to anyway right but i bet we could i bet we could have some good conversation that uh people would be like man that's an awesome conversation mm-hmm. just stuff that you would otherwise never know do you know what i think is the funniest part about visiting them what is that their kids call you Uncle Peaches? Yeah, it goes back from whenever their fifteen-year-old was a baby or a little guy. <laughs> Uncle Peaches. Yeah, that's what I am. Okay, I'm sorry to divert. Now go on with your news stories if you if you're ready. Well, Are I'll you tell you ready? what, there's some there's some big news that's um, coming out. out there. Well, yeah, I mean, so yesterday or two days ago, the U.S. Senate passed, and it took old Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote to do it, but they they passed the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Have you heard about this? Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah. Okay. So this is the Democrats' idea of how to curb inflation. It's dumber than hell. Uh, yeah. Um, has a whole bunch of new climate stuff in it. Of course it does. It has uh, 87,000 new IRS agents are going to be hired to really crack down on tax fraud. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell that curbs inflation. It I don't know doesn't. what that's going to do to bring the gas, the price of gas back down. It's not. Yeah. But um, headline, so-called Inflation Reduction Act, a massive power grab by Dem- Democrats, says Senator Ted Cruz. The bill will double the size of the IRS. But IRS agents are not designed to go after 
billionaires and big corporations, Cruz said in an interview with Fox News. Mm -hmm. They're designed to come after small businesses and working families across the country. Mm. The Democrats are making the IRS. Check this out. This is per Ted Cruz. The Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon, the Department of State, the FBI, and the Border Patrol combined. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It's just a massive power grab. But I'm, I don't I don't understand the 87... Whose idea was 87,000 new IRS agents to, to try to go after tax fraud? So do you remember back in whenever Obama was in office and there was this theory, it was a conspiracy at the time, but it came out to be true that IRS agents were, were going after conservative Targeting. groups. Targeting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were, they were like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, it came out. I mean, it was like all these people getting audited and fined and all this stuff and not getting their 501 um, category or whatever. Uh, what they did is they, they looked, they purposely audited the biggest mm -hmm. Republican donors. So this is what this reminds me of. Except this is just going to be going after everyone. I don't know. I bet it's going, I mean, small business for sure. Well, yeah. Right? Which yeah. most, I would, I would say my theory is that most small businesses are conservatives because they want to keep their money. They don't want right. to keep paying taxes. Right. I, uh, I was reading on Twitter and I'll tell you guys that I joined Twitter yesterday. Oh man. Uh, I will not tell you my username. Oh, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm on there just to Peruse. spread truth and, uh, Say whatever I want, and that's all there is to it. Why aren't you going to share your username? That way, I can get rough with people, and they don't. And it's basically a a uh, way for me to say shit, uh huh, and comment about things associated with, let's just say, school boards and educating our kids, to where Channel Fourteen can't pick up on me. Oh, and uh, try to make an example of me. Okay. I just try to stay off the news. Okay, is all sure. I'm doing. Sure. Now, this, what I say here on this program, you can put it on the news all day long. But anyway, as I was going through Twitter yesterday, reading some of these, these people, there was this dumbass Democrat, I mean, go figure, this dumbass Democrat that said, you know what, if you've paid your taxes, if you're not a tax cheater, a tax fraud, you get audited, you're not going to be, nothing's going to happen to you, so who cares? Well, everybody knows that an in, in a tax audit, you are guilty until proven innocent. It's not the exact opposite. <laughs> but who cares? Let me tell you, Mr. St and there were two or three Democrats that said this. But let me tell you, you dumbasses. Here's what's different. Audits aren't cheap, and they're not free. No. You tell The IRS tells me, Ryan, we are going to audit your farm, or we're going to audit your oil company. Mm -hmm. I have to hire an accountant, mm -hmm. perhaps even a lawyer, I've got to pay them that, you know, the, the IRS doesn't foot the bill for me to defend myself. Right. Well, so, and you have to pay on top of, because you already pay an accountant to do books yeah. and to file taxes for you and make sure that you're on the up and up. And then you have to pay additional fees for their time for their time. You're right. Mm -hmm. So th there's two costs here. Number one, the obvious ones, an account and a lawyer, accountant and a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. I got to pay them to represent me. Mm-hmm. The second cost that nobody's talking about, Mr. Democrat, is the lost production during the right during the audit itself. The times that I'm not out working, that I'm sitting here defending myself mm -hmm. and trying to prove myself innocent. Yeah. 
So, I mean, these Democrats that say, well, as long as you're following the rules, you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I do have something to worry about. I'm not working and I'm paying somebody to help me get you off my back. Right. That's the problem. Right. But uh, Cruz also warned that the Inflation Reduction Act will drive up gas prices and kill manufacturing job. Uh, the bill has billions in new taxes charged against U.S. gas and oil production. That's not going to make one more barrel of oil come out of the ground. To make gas cheaper. To make gas cheaper. And a decision that will raise gas prices at the pump, a.k.a. more gas taxes. I've always said the people that make the most money off high gas prices are the, is the government. Mm-hmm. And wasn't that okay? So going to Florida, what was what was gas down in Florida? Anywhere between three dollars and twenty cents and three dollars and seventy cents, depending on where we were at. Yeah, depending. We didn't see any four dollar gas. Yeah, no four no four dollar gas uh-huh. once we got into Kentucky on South. Yeah, but man, you come right back into Illinois, four twenty five, four fifty. But didn't JB Pritzker like? <laughs> didn't he release that? tax the gas tax for or one something. year yeah that one yeah i think it's 30 cents and we're a still not below and $4. we're still yeah, yeah, yeah with all the other taxes we're still not below right. four bucks welcome to illinois but uh something i did whenever i was looking into this inflation reduction act it, it's got a bunch of green new deal shit in it and i want to share that with you and a lot of it is associated with solar they're really going to try to incentivize you guys right now to get solar put on your house. So I did what I do, and I ran some numbers for you guys because the article didn't run any numbers. Um, they want they want to try to incentivize you to put the solar panels on your house, get the chargeable battery for your house. That way the solar panel charges the battery, and when the sun's not shining, your house runs off the battery. Um, run your house off heat and cooling pumps. Uh, obviously electricity gets you an electric car. You can charge it with your solar. I mean, if you don't look into any numbers, you're like, huh, well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So here's what I gathered, uh, in an article I found calculating solar payback times is complicated among other things. The time frame for recovering your investment depends on local utility rates. The price your power company pays for solar electricity, solar electricity, I'm sorry, excuse me. The price your power company pays you for the solar electricity you supply and any surcharges for connecting a solar system to the grid. So the way that works, did you know this, Jess? That if, if let's say it's a bright, bright sunny day and we're generating all kinds of electricity right here from that sunshine and we're not burning hardly any in our house for whatever reason, not mm-hmm. washing clothes, we got the air conditioner set on 90, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we're producing excess electricity, it goes back onto the grid and somebody else down the line can use it. Did you know that? Oh. And supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, the power company buys it from you. I don't know how that works or if oh. it's very good. Okay. But anyway, another important factor is whether your rooftop system is correctly sized to match your home's power demand, especially if you plan to both electrify your house and acquire an electric car. The math is further muddied by inflation tariffs Mm -hmm. supply chain snarls boy we know about those right now Mm -hmm. and labor costs that have for the first time resulted in an increase in the cost of generating solar electricity after two decades of dramatic declines so dramatic declines in the cost of generating solar electricity for the last two decades but now it's going up why because i guess some of these incentives are working some of your climate control nazis are or climate change nazis are trying to go all electric so the thing that I found the uh, 
most interesting is they figure your average solar powered system that you would get for your house would cost you $30,000. 30% of which I guess would be taken care of by a tax rebate or something. And I'm not sure how that works, but in order to take full advantage of the solar system on your house, mm-hmm. you're going to have to convert to an electric car, a heat pump. But when you get the heat pump, if you're going to use solar electricity with it for some reason, you need a, well, oh, okay. In order to reach the efficiency standards required for tax credits, you must install inside this heat pump, heat pump a different evaporator coil, a variable speed furnace, variable speed air handler, thermostatic expansion valve and a solar battery storage charge system by the time you buy your electric car at seventy five thousand dollars the heat pump itself for four thousand the evaporator coil coil for 740 variable variable speed furnace for 940 variable speed air handler at 1470 expansion valve 320 and a solar battery storage system for 7800 bucks you're going to spend $90,000 converting from where you're at to get to where they want you to be. Did you put the the type of plug-in in your home? No, actually. That doesn't include the charging station. So even tack more. All right. Tack more onto that. So in other words, to make the transition from where me and you are sitting right now, Mm -hmm. we've got no solar anything, and we don't have an electric vehicle. To go the way the government wants us to go, we better be ready to invest $90,000. At least. At least. So, how many months of electricity can I pay for? I mean, how long would it take us to pay $90,000? What's our average utility bill right here at the farm? Uh, that's what I was getting ready. I grabbed my calculator All right. to see if I could do some math. Because I would say on a high month, our electricity is like, oh, on a high, high, high month, it's four fifty. That's high. Okay, what's a yeah. low month? Low month is like 180. That's low. That's low, and we might see that once a month. Okay, so our average is probably around 250 a month. Yes, I would say. I would say um, 250. Wow. So 90,000. Divided by 250. 360. 360 months. <laughs> I don't think so. But you know what? Hey, guys, if you want to go do this, go do it. I got the, I, I, and I'm going to tell you why I want you to do it. It's called supply and demand. <laughs> okay. I want you guys to fall for this, this charade. I want you guys to get why? solar panels. Why are you saying I that? I want you guys to get an electric car, a, a, a heat pump. I want every, I want you to be as green as humanly possible. I want you to go spend that 90000 Here's why. I think I'll let everyone else spend this $90,000 to go green. That'll take some of the stress off the electric grid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Less demand means prices will go down because you don't need as much of it. Okay. Won't have rolling blackouts. No. So because of people falling for this scam, Mm -hmm. I'm going to end up with no blackouts and cheaper electricity. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, we'll be taking from everybody else's uh, that they're putting back into the, into the, uh, what's it called? The, (laughs) the place where they produce it. The, the power plant? Yeah. No, yeah. the grid. The grid, yeah. So the, they're going to be giving us their electric that they're producing on their solar, with their solar panels. <laughs> right, right. Well, the power company will charge us for it. Oh. So whatever. Uh, but I mean, overall, 
the power company we'll is not going to have to produce as much. Right. If everybody else does it. Oh, geez. That just sounds like a big joke to me. It and is. it sounds like so much paperwork to do. Um, and if you want to hire a company to do that for you, that's great. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's not sustainable. We're right. Not, we're, t- to me, in my brain, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Well, we just did the math. Yeah. Even if you, even if you took 30% of that dollar figure off your, see, that's what I don't know is, is, is that 30%? Is that a line item? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how that works. Like just, does it show up as a, as an accounting line? Is that what you're saying? So that it doesn't, so you don't actually see it. It just comes off of your taxes without you seeing it or. Well, like, so if it's a 30% savings, Mm -hmm. if you get to write off 30% of it, Mm -hmm. $90,000, you'd be $27,000 that you get to write off. Is that $27,000 that like, let's say that my total tax bill after I made all my profits, my evil profits this year, uh, my total tax bill is Mm $30,000, but I did all this green electric shit. Yeah. Do I get to deduct 27 off that 30 and only pay three? Maybe. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. So. I don't know how, in the long run, like in 20 years, 30 years, I don't know that it's going to be, and, and and technology is changing so fast. So I don't know why, what's the big rush right now other than just the, like the new world order stuff. I don't know. Well, control. Yeah. It's just all control. Yeah. And they can shut you off and so, anytime they want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they think it's going to take 87,000 IRS uh, agents to do audits to make sure whenever you do try to make this transition that you don't make any mistakes on your <laughs> on what you did maybe maybe it just sounds nuts this whole thing is nutty it really is it, i hope that i hope that we see something happen but, where this is just dead in the water right but but it doesn't sound like we're going to so so uh hmm. in your agriculture front right now Headline, Senators Introduce Bill to Stop Chinese Communist Party from Buying U.S. Farm Ground. Have you heard about this? Yes, they are one of the biggest purchasers, if not the biggest purchasers of ground here in the U.S. China owns more farmland than Bill Gates in the United States. That's creepy. It is. I got a story on that, too, here in a minute. Okay, I did read about that and how um, we, as the United States, we do not pose any tax uh any taxes actually on people who like foreigners that come in and buy you don't have to be a citizen but every other country does say okay for an example i'm not i'm not explaining this very well but um like canada if you and i wanted to purchase ground or a home in canada they would charge like a three to five percent like non-citizen fee really and that tax that tax money would go into their government right so that tax we would pay to Canada's government because we are not citizens of the country. The U.S. doesn't do that. Right. So that's why there's a lot of Chinese buying over here. They're not taxed. I don't think that's why they're buying property over here. Well, I don't think that's why they're buying property. I don't think it has I think a damn that, thing to do with taxes. <laughs> I'm just saying that that was... That that's is, supposed to be a deterrent to keep foreigners from coming and buying our ground, right? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, but we don't have that, so... No, we don't. Yeah, yeah. But I guess this... Um, Introducing the bill dubbed the Securing America's Land from Foreign Interference Act, Senators Tommy Tuberville, that'd be Coach Tuberville, 
former Auburn football coach. And Tom Cotton cited a 2020 report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture saying that foreign individuals and entities held an interest in nearly 37.6 million acres of U.S. ag land. Chinese investors' holdings of U.S. ag land surged from... This is a hell of a surge. 13,720 acres in 2010. That's all they owned. Mm Mm-hmm. To 352,140 in 2020, according to Tom Cotton. And uh, a big one that really turned some heads here, and rightfully so, Chinese agribusiness with a founder who has the links to the Chinese Communist Party raising concerns about the property's proximity to a U.S. military installation in Grand Forks Air Base in, I think it's North Dakota. Yeah. So I guess they bought some ground. 12 mm. miles from this air base mm. and they're going to make a corn mill supposedly on it. But what a perfect place to try to spy <laughs> 12 miles. I mean, yeah, this reminds me of the executive order that Trump had passed or, or had sent through on deterring Chinese, anybody purchasing ground here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think, I think Biden had ixnayed that one. So while we are talking about farmland ownership and China buying ground, mm-hmm. a lot of concern that Bill Gates is buying a whole bunch of ground. Now, Bill's an American, mm-hmm. but, um, is he, <laughs> <laughs> he was born in America anyway. Yeah. Headline, Bill Gates is now America's biggest owner of farmland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not just acreage. It's they're only talking about farmland. I, that's the most important, you know, mm-hmm. agricultural uh, growing crops type farmland, right. not not pasture, not woods, forests, whatever. Red River Trust purchased 2,100 acres of Campbell Farms farmland, which spans two counties for about $13.5 million, roughly 6,400 an acre, despite BAP. I cannot talk. Despite backlash from the community, according to multiple reports, that was in North Dakota. So I guess Bill Gates is part of this Red River Trust, uh-huh. and they have went and bought 2,100 acres recently in North Dakota. Wow. Really pissed a lot of people off. Really? As a matter of fact, just this past week, I can't remember who it was. Um, I don't remember who it was. Somebody on a TikTok said uh, there's some property coming up for sale, some farm ground, uh-huh. and this guy owns it that's on tiktok i guess or no not the guy owns it he farms it somebody else owns it but he farms it with this person rumors are bill gates is going to try to come in there and buy that really so why why does why does he want this farm ground i mean right now he owns um in the land report 100 it reports he owns like two hundred sixty nine thousand acres of productive farm ground mm-hmm. why I don't know. Now. Now, the conspiracy theorist will say, if you control the food, you control the people. Okay. That's fine. I I understand that. Now, the reason I don't want China owning ground is because it's China, and I don't want them seeing anything that we're doing around here. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The reason I, I... Bill Gates is an American. If he wants to buy farm ground, he can buy farm ground. Conspiracy theorists say, yeah, food control, stuff like that. Bill Gates still owns less than 1% of the total farm ground in the United States. He, I mean, he's, he's not, he doesn't own very much in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Now, how much could he go on ahead and buy? I got no clue. 
especially if he starts getting together with a bunch of other multi-billionaires and starts getting after it. You know, if like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, um, Jeff Bezos, let's say they all came up with some sort of trust Uh and wanted to go out and buy ground. They could put a hell of a dent in the total value or in the total acres of farm ground here. Yeah. But, you know, Bill Gates. why? I mean, he's a population control freak. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and he's a sustainable agriculture type guy. I guarantee you, Bill Gates likes what the, what's going on in the, in the Netherlands, and trying to all but ban nitrogen. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, guaranteed, yeah. You know, oh yeah. I've read article after article of him. He loves sustainable farming. He loves. Here's another funny thing about this. You know what? I bet he's. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, you. go ahead. Go ahead. I bet he's going to put robot tractors out there. We've already got him. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, unmanned stuff. Yeah, we've already got him. But I bet he's. I bet that's what he's going to do. Well, good for him. You know, I, I can't say that a ten thousand acre farmer around here wouldn't have one once it becomes available. The technology is dependable, and 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 you know, the prices of them come down to get within a threshold where it's feasible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm. that, that's fine. I, I drive okay. self driving tractors and things like that doesn't bother me at all. Okay, but. You know, he's just, he's one of those guys, he just wants everything to be all organic. And so I, I think he, and I and think he wants you to eat like so, not even meat. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he does not think anyone in America should be allowed to consume red meat. Yeah. Like why? Why? What is it your business? What I put in my body? Cause he's a doctor now. Well, <laughs> see, and that's where I was going with this. It seems to me like he's just, he's. He created Microsoft. He's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. He's just smarter than the average guy. It's kind of like that uh, Michael Bloomberg. Whenever he said it's easy to be a farmer, you know, all you got to do is you got to plant a seed. And you got to watch it grow. Anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> f you, buddy. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> That's what <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But so this guy doesn't want us to use fertilizers. He wants us to be all organic. Use compost, manure. Mm-hmm. Oh, but wait, manure. You mean like the kind that falls out of a cow's ass when they fart? Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, we got to get rid of cattle because they fart and that's hurting the climate. So where's the manure coming from? I mean, these people, they... Engineered. Engineered manure. Engineered, that's called compost. Mm-hmm. I No, they're going to make it but from... I don't know. And like I said, he's a population control freak. Maybe he yeah. wants. Maybe he wants to just buy this. Gra- I, this is a joke, as I say this. Wants to buy this ground and not produce anything on it, or produce mm. very little and just starve people to death. Maybe, maybe that's that's what a it- joke, though. I don't think anybody. People that are rich generally don't do dumb shit like that and cost themselves money. But, I'm just saying. Well, he's got a plan for something. Yeah, he's got some kind of plan. Yeah, and the people have been looking at Bill Gates and purchasing land for a long time, so he's got some sort of plan. I don't know what it is, but you yeah, know. I don't either. But it's weird that they, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> isn't Bill Gates the one who created Microsoft and then also created the virus to put on the Microsoft computer so that he could invent the virus killer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he did that. Good for him. <laughs> but anyways, he capitalized on that, and now he's made his way into the pharmaceutical industry. Like, what? Why? Oh, I, and yeah. then because he speaks, people are like, "Oh, it's Bill Gates talking. He must know what he's talking about." No, not really. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Compared, I mean, inside the medical field, unless if there's some sort of, you know, uh, population control going on with. Well, I the- guess I guess just a few days ago, this farmer down in Georgia 
made a Facebook post, tagged Bill in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess it took off because it made it to the news. And this this farmer down in Georgia just you know blew Bill up, just like, dude, you, your ideas of starting farms in Africa and, and Asia, mm-hmm. they failed miserably. Mm-hmm. Like, they were horrible. Yeah. What makes you think you're going to come in here? Because I guess Bill's trying to buy ground down in Georgia close to where this guy farms. Come down here, buy up this ground, start telling all of us how we should be farming. Because he made the comment, he said, I would never go into uh, a, a Microsoft-type company and try to develop software and tell you how to do it. Yeah. I'm a farmer. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Well, you're a Microsoft-type guy. You're not a farmer. You don't know anything about what we do. Mm-hmm. And he invited him to an open discussion about, hey, let's figure this out. If you yeah. think you know everything, yeah. you tell me how to do it better. Mm. And Bill never responded. Of course not. No, but mm. I don't know. Between China and Bill Gates, it's just... I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's interesting stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very so, interesting. Anyway, regarding China, did you know that a, a Chinese company bought some oil wells north of here a couple of years ago? No. Yeah. They bought a couple oil leases and they were a joke. Like a absolute What do joke. you mean they were a joke? Like the they Chinese just, were the, a joke? I would, the I would go into Nap Supply, which is where I buy all my oil field supplies. Okay. And these people would come in. There'd be like three of them. That work for there and they're from China. Oh. Three people and one translator. Okay. And they would get in there, and I mean for just the stupidest, smallest little piece of pipe, they'd want to start bickering with Earl about the price of it. Oh. You know, as to where like I go in and I get a coupling or a fitting or and something. I get a like bill that. a few days later. I just get a bill for it. I don't ask what it costs. I need it. Yeah. These people will come in and want to start bickering. Oh. Well then on certain stuff, maybe Earl does have some leeway where he could do some work with them. They couldn't just buy it. They would like get him talked down a little bit on his price, but then they would have to call somebody in China to give them the okay to buy it. Oh, I was like totally inefficient. Yeah. And then, of course, they didn't know anything about the oil business. From what I heard, they went up there and just ruined those leases and basically had to plug them out and leave. Really? Yeah. So, I, huh? This China stuff. In regards to the oil production, I don't think the Chinese have the answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't know anything about oil. Oh, gosh. Well, maybe they think they do. Who knows? Exactly. A couple more stories. Okay. And uh, on the health front. Okay. Listen to this. You have said this probably four or five months ago, and it's come up a couple times. Headline, why being outside is a natural way to control infections. <laughs> I I guess back in the day, whenever, I'm talking early 1900s, hell, even before early 1900s, did you know like a lot of hospitals were basically, hospital rooms were like on patios? Outside? Yeah. I think really tall ceilings, or if they were inside, they had huge windows they could open so they, up yeah, to yeah. try to ventilate the place and mm-hmm. turn the air over. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess there's some studies going on here that show in these hospitals we have now. Mm-hmm. They're some of so these sterilized. Rooms, well, and they're, they, they don't have the ventilation systems to turn the air over. Like on an outside room, they said the air would turn itself over. In other words, all the air that's in that, that room right now, will be completely out of there and replaced with new air every two minutes. Mm. In hospitals now, they can only do 60% of that air in one hour. Oh, gosh. According yeah. to this, according to what I read here. Okay. So, are we going backwards? Yes. You know, I remember uh, hearing Rush say, 
on his program at the beginning of the coronavirus when Rush was still on the radio talking about the Spanish flu and that that pandemic back then mm-hmm. doctors just said you know if you get it go outside yeah get get in the sun get vitamin D go outside this week I told you I I told you about the sun people you had never heard about sun people <laughs> Well, <laughs> I told you about the people who just live off of the sun. Yeah, like but I, minimal other things in their body, and they just no, live in the yeah, sun. Yeah, no vaccines for anything. <laughs> they just live in the sun. And I took it to the next level and insinuated that you meant they don't eat, they don't drink, they just live in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sun people. No, there are people that, and that's why I think it's really good when you feel absolutely terrible just to get outside and sit outside in the sun, even when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I made myself sit outside the last time I wasn't feeling too good. Right. Just right out there. Well, here's a couple uh, quotes I pulled from from this article that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, it says, uh, the Surgeon General of the Massachusetts State Guard, William A. Brooks, reported that in a typical general hospital with 76 influenza cases, 20 patients died in a three-day period while 17 nurses became ill. By contrast, the researchers wrote, according to one estimate, the regimen adopted at the camp where this Brooks guy was working Reduce the fatality of hospital cases from 40% to about 13% whenever they were outside. Mm. And I guess it's just because, think about it. If you cough and you're standing outside, the germs can disperse very quickly and go away, right? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. As to where if I'm stuck in a bubble, a small room, and I cough, and it just and the air's not constantly recirculating out of it. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, it's going to be a much more concentrated area of the germ, I would huh. say. But uh, another another pull quote that I got here is, Meanwhile, the importance of proper ventilation continues to be largely ignored, even, listen to this, even as a study by the CDC found that improved ventilation, such as opening a window, reduced COVID-19 cases in Georgia schools more so than mask mandates for staff and teachers. Mm. ouch yeah yeah so but they're hiding that that's not really mainstream <laughs> so no that's buried in some weird of course yeah of okay. course okay but i, I just I've, I've got way more on this whole story uh-huh. than than what i've just told you but i just find it interesting something so simple as go outside get some fresh air mm-hmm. yeah you know and honestly how often am i sick not often, no. Not very often at all. The sickest you ever were was that first year Alden was alive <laughs> because he was in the daycare. And, and he bringing would, home everything. And he would bring home everything. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I don't feel like I was that sick. No, uh-uh. you're not sick very often. You know, you know I, no. I know people that like work office jobs. It seems like they're sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always got a stuffed up head hacking yeah. around. I never do, mm-hmm. but I'm outside all the time. Right. I guess, and maybe there's something to that. I don't I know. Do, I believe that there's a lot of nutrients that comes from the sun. I do believe that. I believe that also there is a, um, I, I looked into the sunglass phenomenon and how it filters the sun through your eyeballs. And I think that there, there's something to that too. Okay. What was that? I know you're looking at me no, like no, no, I'm no, crazy. No. I, I don't think we've, have we shared that? I, I know you've told me about it. I don't know if we shared it on the podcast. What <laughs> Cause you're was like, that, Jessica, you're crazy. What was that sunglass phenomenon? Well, it didn't ha- sunglasses and the fat of sunglasses didn't really, that they were never really a thing until like the seventies. So the sixties, I think it was introduced and, um, the, 
filtering, it, it has something to do with filtering the light from the sun with your eyes and polarize, polarizing your sunglass lenses. So you're filtering that sunlight and your eyes aren't meant to filter that sunlight to tell your body while you're outside what kind of melanin to produce, what kind of, um, what things your body absolutely needs whenever you're outside. So Regar- the sunglasses kind of trick your body is what you're saying. You've read. Yes, yes. Okay. That's that's kind of the That's what the you've theory. read. Uh-huh. We're not claiming that it's gospel. We're just saying we've you're, you've read that. I've read that. Yeah. Okay. I have it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not claiming it's gospel. I don't know, but I will tell you this summer I have not worn sunglasses as much as what I did last year and I haven't been as burnt on my skin. That's what it was. That's mm-hmm. what it was. That was the one where I looked at you and I go, "What?" I People said, who wear sunglasses are, are according to this study, have a tendency to get burned much worse. Yes, than sunburn, people who do not wear than sunglasses. People who do not, uh-huh. Because it's tricking your body into thinking the sun's really eyes, not that bright. Yeah, your eyes are um, telling your body how much melanin to produce to either create, I mean, to, and that's what melanin makes your skin brown. Right. So that's what, um, that's very interesting to oh, me. Yeah. And, I, and so this I, I year. Agree. This year, in my experiment alone, I have not been as burnt as what I what I had been in the past. You really don't think so? I really don't think so. Huh. The only reason I wear sunglasses when I'm outside is, and, and I did early in the summer because I was getting my eyes back used to not wearing sunglasses every second that I was outside. So I was just like, I'm going to try this. But I do wear them whenever I'm mowing the grass and then uh, weed eating right. for safety purposes. Okay. <laughs> so, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And last story, staying on health. Okay. All right. Actually, I got two more. Okay. Uh, Vaccines are bringing back a nearly eradicated deadly virus. Have you heard about polio coming back? No, but I did hear that it would come back after these vaccines were released. On July 21, 2022, folks, that was like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the first polio case in almost one decade was reported by the New York State Department of Health, and this case was also related to a vaccine-derived polio virus strain. So you remember... We were talking a year ago, I, before we had the podcast, mm-hmm. about this vaccine shedding. Mm-hmm. I guess the polio vaccine is doing the same damn thing. It's been doing it forever. Mm-hmm. And now, here we are. The, the, yeah. Another pull quote that I had from this article was, roughly three in four people infected with polio are asymptomatic. So that's good. If there are symptoms, they usually resemble that of the flu. Yet in 1% of all polio cases, polio causes paralysis or disability, and it can even lead to death. Um, this is what's called paralytic poliomyelitis, I guess. Hmm. But, so in all actuality, it's not that big of a deal. Just interesting it showed back up. But in my opinion, more fear porn. One case. I One case. Here's, here's what I think about this. Back whenever Peter McCullough and... Um, the other doctors were coming out talking about this stuff. They said, we are going to see a polio-like virus that's going to hit these children. Um, mark our words. We, we've we done the studies. We've already, we've already seen this happening. It sounds absolutely crazy. Just wait. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to see. Right. I don't know. Things I just, that I don't know much about that I'm like, hmm, that's I just, interesting. I think every time we turn around now, especially in the last six months, like since mm-hmm. we've been doing this podcast, mm-hmm. It's just more fear porn. I mean, first sure. it was monkey pox, monkey pox. Oh, that's still a thing. A couple of weeks ago, it was brain-eating amoeba. Yeah. Omicron, BA5, now mm. the resurrection of polio. It's just, I think it's just... 
They're going to see what Shit sticks justice. to the wall. Exactly. They're going to see what sticks and they're going to run with it. Did you hear, speaking of monkeypox, that mm-hmm. an Illinois daycare tested positive for monkeypox? <laughs> no. I'm telling you, if one kid there ends up with monkeypox, there needs to be a criminal investigation. Absolutely. Not just, yeah. not just. oh, well, he just got a little bit too close to somebody's face. So I went to the CDC's website mm-hmm. on monkeypox prevention. And I'd say if a picture is worth a thousand words on their website for monkeypox pre- pre- uh, prevention has a picture of two men in a bed. No, totally. Go there and look. Gross. Okay. And it's not. <laughs> and the CDC doesn't consider it a sexually transmitted disease. But what? Do you, but do you want to hear what they list? <laughs> You're going to die. You are going to die. <laughs> what they list as ways to prevent monkeypox here. This is straight from their website. Limit the number of sex partners you have. Okay. Check. Uh, avoid sex clubs and sex parties. Check. Okay. Uh, masturbate together, but at a distance without touching each other. Uh, what? Masturbate together. I don't want to hear it again. But at a distance from each other. <laughs> so like social distance while you're Stop. masturbating. It's like, so, so oh my six gosh. foot or can I be within three foot from you? Ugh. Have okay. virtual sex. Oh. This oh. is a good one too. Have okay. sex with your clothes on. And a very important one they said is wash your fetish gear and sex toys. This is disgusting. It is. But it's not a sexually transmitted disease. And how dare anybody say it's a sexually transmitted disease between gay and bi men. Uh Just saying. But this is from the CDC's website. And then there's also a tab on their website that says pets and monkey monkey pox. You're kidding. <laughs> I didn't even want to open it. <laughs> did you did you click on that link? No, okay. I stayed away from that one. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Ryan, what does this world come to? I don't know. But that, yeah. that those are facts. I'm not that, making that up. That's straight from the CDC's website. Any of you guys CDC can go look at it. CDC is a joke. It is it's now. It's a joke. Oh my gosh, gross. <laughs> Well, well, we got company that's getting ready to show up. We're going to record the uh, B&B bonus uh, here in just a little bit. But before we go, I told you, Jeremy from Panama City got to pick the Sound of Summer this week. and You donated this week to him. I donated this mm-hmm. week to Jeremy. Just as a reminder before we get to this, yeah. we are at P.O. Box 127, Belmont, Illinois. 62811. Okay. If you want to uh, mail the show, um, I am on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Ryan is on Twitter and he will not share his username, but we are both on TikTok also just to kind of throw that out there. Yeah. And if you, I, I do share some articles and stuff on Telegram. So we do have a Telegram channel also. Right. Yeah. And a chat one. I'm, I'm more active on Telegram than I am on any of them. Bushels so. and barrels one at gmail.com. Yes. Bushels and barrels one at Gmail. Leah Thomas is still a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were born an American. And don't forget to be one. And who is king? Jesus. Jesus Always. Christ is still our king. Above all. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy from Panama City, here is your sound of summer. Aaron Lewis, country boy. <laughs> no, I Adios. grew up down an old dirt road in a town you wouldn't know. My pops picked the place up for fifteen hundred bucks back in nineteen sixty-four. me I rarely drink from the bottle but
but I'll smoke a little weed. I still live in the sticks where you wouldn't go. In a town of 1200 off an old dirt road. And a country boy is all I'll ever be. And I like my jeans and my old t-shirts 